Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase income, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit you're working at, or you're a nonprofit consultant, the many different nonprofits you work with. All right, we have a wonderful show for you today as always, and this is about freelancers. So I want you guys out there, if you're thinking about, or if you already are, a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant, this episode is definitely for you. For you nonprofits, don't worry about it. You can definitely still tune in. This is going to be a great episode today, and who knows, in the future, you may have a retirement plan, or maybe you're going to be thinking about changing up different things. Who knows, right, in <laughs> these days of age, of what, what you can do. So this is a great one to listen to as well. And also next week, I have the pros and cons of hiring a freelance grant writer. So you're definitely going to want to tune in for that. So before we get started on these eight steps to get you started to start earning money as a freelance grant writer, I also want to just let you know in the spirit of today's podcast episode, we have a lot going on. We do have our eight-week Freelance Grant Writer Academy starting up September 20th. So if you want to get one of the nine spots left, you're definitely going to want to get your foot in the door by September 19th. So what you can do is jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 236 for all of today's show notes and for the entire blog. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm out running or walking or driving or whatever that might be and I don't have time to like write these things down, do go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 236 so you can make sure that you have a reference of all of the things that we mentioned today because I actually wrote a blog about it as well. So you're, you can check that out there. And I just want to give a shout out to everyone who attended the Nonprofit Consulting Conference. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a wonderful time with almost 300 people showing up. It was, it was wonderful. We had I'm still getting emails about people, how much they really enjoyed it. So doing a lot with freelancers and nonprofits. And next week, I'm going to kind of explain a little bit more about why. So we're going to look at that freelance climate in 2022 and beyond. All right, so for today, this is a solo show today, so it's just me talking to you. So I'm gonna give you my eight steps, and I've actually turned these into the academy that we're gonna be talking about, and this is what I've had uh, nearly 100 students take and go through this and just be able to develop and grow amazing freelance grant writing businesses. Some of them also do other things like nonprofit consultancy, so not necessarily freelance grant writing, but they apply these strategies in this academy to do that and bring in a lot of revenue and also just to do what they love and to do it in a way that feels authentic and it doesn't feel like slimy or salesy or all of that and actually develop confidence in who they are and what they offer, right? Um, one thing that we're going to talk about today is pricing and, and that's a huge, huge question I always get from people who are either, you know, or they already have their business and they're, they're still up against it, or they're starting out and they're like, I just don't know if nonprofits will pay for this. 
Yes, they will. <laughs> so, but they're not going to pay for it if you're not showing how you can solve a problem, right? So we're going to talk about that today. All right. So once again, for all of today's show notes, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 236. Yes, we're on our 236th episode. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's go ahead and get step number one. Get your business formally set up. Should you open an LLC or sole proprietorship? All of these types of questions you're gonna to wanna to iron out. And the answer to this question really depends on your state and what your goals are. So, but that is something that you want to select what type of business you actually want to develop. Other items you are gonna to wanna to consider in getting your business set up is of course getting your business bank account set up and identifying the name of your business. Don't stress about the name, you guys. All right, the name you can always update. If you're a sole prop, you can always keep it as your own name. You can have a doing business as name, a DBA name. All of these things can work out for now. You can always change up things a little bit more later, but you do need to get set up and select something. And of course you need to check this through your state to make sure nobody else has that exact same name. So before you do all your branding and all of that stuff, you do need to run this name and check it. Now, as far as your business bank account, there is nothing sweeter in the world than getting your first check written out to your business. Plus, when you go to your accountant, you can actually run a report from your business account and not from your personal bank account. This saves so much headache at the end of the year and it keeps things clean that you don't co-mingle your funds. And you guys all know what those are of your grant writers. You know about co-mingling, right? So don't do it in your own business. So in week number one of the eight-week Freelance Grant Writer Academy, we actually go over all of this, and you will also walk away with understanding the differences between starting a sole proprietorship or LLC. So if I started saying that, you said, huh? We go way over that in more detail. You also create a customized success pathway, create values for easy decision-making in your business, and get a timeline to get your bank account set up so you have accountability to get it done. Cause that's just one of those things that can just be on your to-do list forever. All right, so let's go to step number two. Identify your ideal client and service. Now that you have your business set up, you need to know who you are going to serve. If you don't know who you will serve, then it's gonna to be tough to market and get clients. A big mistake I see most freelance grant writers make when they're starting up is to try to serve all nonprofits. All right, there are way too many nonprofits for you to serve. There's over 1.7 million in the United States alone. You can't serve them all, okay? Um, so don't try to <laughs> because what that happens is, oh, then you just kind of disappear. So unless you want to serve all nonprofits, right, with a specific service, such as maybe you only do nonprofit wellness audits, then this is a big no-no. So really, I know it feels scary. I know you say, but Holly, you're limiting me if I try to niche down. Well, as Pat Flynn says, the riches are in the niches, right? So we, you wanna be able to decipher what type of nonprofit you wanna serve. You can do this based on subject matter of a nonprofit. So maybe you're really into the conservation space or the higher education, um, youth services, etc. And remember, yes, you can serve outliers. <laughs> Right? doesn't mean you can't serve other nonprofits that come to you, but hone in on that. Another way you can think about type of nonprofit is maybe the size. So maybe you focus on serving startup nonprofits. You love startup nonprofits, right? So they all don't have to be the same subject matter then because they're the same type of nonprofit, startup nonprofit, 
Or maybe you're like, no way, I only want to serve very experienced nonprofits that have an annual operating budget of over a million um, dollars per year, right? So in that way, you're starting to get niche, all right? Another way to get niche is geographic location. Maybe you're just gonna serve nonprofits within a certain radius from your house, right? So it, there's different ways that you can get into niches and no way is like wrong, right? So really think about who your ideal client is and how you wanna niche them down because that's gonna help you so much. Another way you can do is niche your services. You can decide if you wanna specialize in a certain service or if you want to be more of a generalist. So if you specialize, you might only do like grant research or write certain federal grants, et cetera. And if you're more of a generalist, you might write grants, help nonprofits get set up, conduct nonprofit strategic planning, et cetera. So with this, it really helps you to narrow this down and understand which way are you? Are you more of a specialist? Are you more of a generalist? What kind of nonprofits do you want to serve, right? And you can always change this. Don't feel like you have to stick to this because this is what you decided in the beginning. As you evolve and grow in your business, your business will naturally evolve and grow with you. So it's okay to change later and it's actually good to look at your business every year to say, hmm, do I wanna add a service? Do I wanna take one away, Etc. But you wanna start somewhere so you're not just going, I'm gonna serve all nonprofits. So by being clear about who you serve and what you do, you are going to be able to create better services and market those services efficiently. So in week two of the eight-week freelance grant writer academy, we go over all of this. Plus, you get to map out your ideal client avatar, develop a nonprofit lead list so you actually have places to start reaching out to, identify your nonprofit niche, and actually figure out if you are a generalist or specialist. All right, step number three, create branding for your freelance grant writing business. Your branding is how your business will resonate with nonprofit organizations. That does not mean you should randomly pick out colors and just go for it. <laughs> if you do that, you're going to be rebranding before you hit publish on your website. I mean, this is just the way it is, right? But to really feel like you are confidently representing yourself and connecting with those ideal clients, it takes a little bit of time. But this time saves you so much more time in the future. And let me just give you a little story. I've had people in my Freelance Grant Writer Academy where they've started off their business already. They already have their branding, but it just wasn't resonating. It was kind of thrown together. Or the other thing is, I remember one of my students, she was saying, you know, this is what I think looks professional. And this is what I think people will like. And, but I was like, but do you like it? And she was like, no, I hate these color, color schemes, but you know, when I showed them to other people, they were like, oh yeah, those look good. Um, but I was like, how do you show up in this? She's like, well, I really don't. And I don't really like it. And I'm not really putting it out everywhere because I've just, I don't think it looks good. So you want to make sure that you're confident in your branding and that it's a representation of you. Um, and that's really important because that's going to resonate with other people. I remember some of my graphics in the beginning, they're kind of like cartoony and I'd have some like website developers that had no idea about my business kind of say to me, oh, that doesn't look very professional, Holly. You know, you need to use these stock photos or whatever. But I was like, yeah, but that represents me. 
right? And I like to have fun and I don't want this just to be so like corporate and everything. That's not who I am, right? So, and it's funny, those graphics I had originally picked out are now in my book, which is used, um, the Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, which is used in universities across the United States now. And I get so many reviews and so many people say, hey, I love how fun your book is, that it's not super academic, but it's, it's you know, it speaks to me. There's a lot of humor, etc. If I used stock photos in there then, right, then how does that really relate? So I really think you need to show up in you and, and get past, well, what, what does it mean for other people? Because at the end of the day, it's your business, right? And so you definitely wanna show up in that branding. But other things to consider when building your branding are also creating a mission and vision statement and running a SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. These may be things that you've been doing for nonprofits forever, but have you ever done them for your business, right? When you actually write down your values, put your mission there, write to, you know what your vision is for your business, run a SWOT analysis, all of these things, you can grab different words from there and concepts that really then identify you, right? And you can use that for your branding. So you definitely wanna do that. Make sure you create branding that's authentic, create a mission and vision statement, run a SWOT analysis for your business. And in week three of the eight-week Freelance Grant Writer Academy, we do all that. Plus you get a crash course in website ideas, you get a branding template, and we actually create those things into your SWOT analysis. So you get feedback on that, which is fantastic. All right, step number four, create a working schedule. Oh, right? <laughs> what? Holly, I opened my freelance grant writing business so I can work whenever I want. So I don't have a schedule. Well, I know that. And I know you don't want to report to the man. But guess what? You are now the man or the woman, right, of your business. You report to yourself. And having a schedule doesn't mean it has to look the same as an eight to five job, right? For me, it definitely doesn't. Uh, most days, right? Because I actually pick up my child at 3.30 and I do the running around after and stuff. But that doesn't mean that some nights I'm not working at six to eight o'clock to do something or I might have a couple of days off and then I work a few hours on the weekend. Like it can look like however you want it to look, but you have to develop that schedule. You have to look at your week and say, hey, what's going on? When am I actually scheduling time in? And I'm not just saying this because mo like to say, oh, you're lazy because you're totally, you're not. You are not lazy as a freelancer, okay? I'm just putting that on the table. A lot of people have this idea like, okay, you're a freelancer, so you just like do whatever you want, whenever you want. And, and that, that's true, but I'm still doing what I want and I have to schedule it, right? Most freelancers actually end up overworking, not underworking. They're doing work on holiday um, vacations if they ever even take one. Um, they're really, really busy, right? So they created this job so they'd have more free time and then all of a sudden they're working all the time. So we also wanna nip that in the bum, right? Right away. We wanna make sure that you set out and are creating the business lifestyle that you really want. Um, but at the same time, we need to be realistic and get work done, but we need to have some sort of schedule. So I want you to create a schedule. 
Um, even if you have a planner, right? <laughs> go into your planner and set up your times when you're working, actually write it down. This is what I'm gonna work on from this time to this time. I'm gonna take a break here, etc. Remember, you are reporting to yourself, right? So you need to have accountability still. And this is one of the actual hardest steps I see freelance grant writers um, get used to. It's getting used to this schedule. It's always like, how do I get everything done? Um, but let's face it, regular jobs really don't depend on output as much as they do on you showing up and taking up space, right? But your business requires output. So you need to make sure you schedule out your week in advance. So in week four of the eight-week Freelance Grant Writer Academy, this sounds like, man, I struggle with this and I want to learn how to do this better and have more accountability. You need to join because you're going to get my ideal work week schedule and you're going to get tips on when to hire and who to help you out with your work. And you're going to get a client time tracker so you actually get paid for all of the time that you're putting forth because we need to learn how to track time as a freelancer. All right, step number five. Develop a pricing model. Okay, it's time to talk about money. You need to get paid as a freelance grant writer. But will you charge hourly, by retainer, or by the service? How much will you charge? How often will you raise your prices? These are all things to consider when you're developing your pricing model. Don't stress too much about this, all right? This and the, the <laughs> how to do your time and be productive are two of the biggest things, pricing and productivity. Boom, boom, right? Those are the biggest questions I get from freelance grant writers. It is something you're going to have to figure out, right? Um, but you can always change it whenever you want. That's the beauty of having your own business as well, all right? But you do need to figure out how you're going to charge your customers. So you definitely want to know that, and it's going to be different for everybody, right? Everybody has their own system and the way to do it, but you need to say, am I going to charge hourly? Am I going to charge by the project? Am I going to do a retainer? How am I going to put together a proposal? And what am I going to charge? Those are things that you need to figure out. And if this sounds like if you're already stressed out about it, do join, right? Because in week five of the eight-week Freelance Grant Writer Academy, we actually go over this. You get a template on having conversations around pricing and packaging. You learn the art of developing proposals. You get sample retainers actually as templates. Um, you receive a post discovery call template and you get a checklist and script of questions to ask in a discovery call. We actually share what our pricing models are going to be and you get feedback from other people in the cohort. This is amazing and it's gonna save you so much time in the future and it's gonna just get you past that not having confidence in your pricing it's so important to hear what other people are pricing. And more often than not, people are like, oh my gosh, I thought that was gonna be a high number. But now when I'm listening to this, it doesn't really sound that high to me anymore. And it gives you confidence to actually go out and ask for what you deserve, right? So that's really important. All right, so now let's look at number six. Communicate effectively. Now that you have your name set up, your branding, and you know who you wanna serve, you also need to make sure now that when folks find you that they actually wanna hire you. So make sure you have a website and LinkedIn profile and that the copy on your website and profile is clear and gets people to click a button to hire you. Read over your sales copy on your website and on your LinkedIn profile and make sure everything is optimized. Then have a few people that work in nonprofits read it over, okay? Not just your friends, not just your family that have no, never worked in a nonprofit. Ask people who work in nonprofits to look it over. 
and then ask them, are you showcasing their needs and solving their problems? Would they hire you if they didn't know you? Having effective sales copy is vital in developing the know, like, and trust factor. All right, so definitely do that. Make sure you have your sales copy there. Doesn't have to be long, it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to hire a copywriter, okay? It's better for you to write your own copy because you are your brand. Um, but it is important to have people look it over, not just for grammatical things, right? It's about, are, are you selling what they need, right? Are you actually showing that you can solve their problem? Do they have a way to click a button that is going to, that they can hire you? Or does it go to a 404 page? Those kind of things. So in, in the week six of the eight week freelance grant writer academy, we go over all of this. Plus you get website sales copy examples. You're gonna create a slogan and a tagline for your business. You're gonna get a tool for writing blog and article headlines to get people to your website. You're gonna get ideas to share on social media and you're gonna get a LinkedIn profile review. Yes, 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 <laughs> all right. So number seven, create a marketing plan. Now that you have your ideal client, you've got great branding and effective sales copy, it's time to get clients. I know you just moan because you aren't ready to learn TikTok. I get it, don't worry. You don't have to learn all the latest trends in social media to market your services effectively. I mean, if TikTok is what you wanna do and it's a part of your plan, then include it, but it doesn't have to be there, okay? So just relax, relax. All right, instead, figure out where your clients are hanging out when they want their problem solved, not just when they're wanting to have mind-numbing fun on Instagram, but where they actually go to get their problem solved and go there. For example, are there networking events, conferences, or fundraising events where your ideal client is hanging out? If so, start scheduling them into your planner, right? Remember your ideal work week? Schedule that in. Okay, should you snail mail nonprofits maybe? Can you reach out to friends and family and let them know you started a business? Yes, you can do anything, get creative. Take some time, I want you to brainstorm all the ways that you think would be the easiest to get clients. And you might just say, yeah, but isn't that social media? No, social media marketing is actually one of the hardest way to get clients if you don't have a following. So you all those things, but so-and-so, they get all their clients from um, social media. Well, so-and-so may have been developing and nurturing an audience for years on social media. But if you're just starting out of the gate and you don't have that presence yet, it's probably not the best place to put all your eggs in one basket for marketing. You wanna make sure where do you know people, right? So if you do do a post on social media, then take your friends and family so they know what you're doing because odds are they're involved in a nonprofit, they know someone on a board, et cetera, and they will refer you. Let me tell you, getting referred from somebody that knows you is the warmest lead that you can have. So if this sounds overwhelming, in week seven of the eight-week Freelance Grant Writer Academy, I go over all of this. We're gonna identify your marketing platforms. You're gonna get some social media tips that won't burn you out and that you can leverage in the right way like we talked about. And you're gonna get a how to use Canva, right? A kind of navigator so you can create graphics, flyers, and brochures even for the non-techies. So you wanna make sure that you're marketing in ways that actually are the easiest to get clients and in ways that you like to actually do it. Yes, everyone likes marketing, they just don't realize it. They're just not doing the marketing that they love. <laughs> you 
usually, right? So we're going to do that. All right, step number eight. Be sure to include steps on how to diversify your revenue. Maybe all that you do for your freelance grant writing services is write grants. That's absolutely fine. But did you know that you can repurpose this skill into other streams that bring in money? For instance, you could use your skills to teach a group grant writing class, write a master grant application, write a book, blog, podcast, or whatever on how to write a grant. There are so many different things that you can do with your grant writing skills that can bring in different forms of money, a different stream, right? Instead of just, I write a grant, this client pays me. Because then you get stuck in that time for money, time for money, time for money. Why this is so important too, is that maybe you only write certain types of grants that are only open during specific seasons. And that's when you get a bulk of your income, right? And that's fine. But having a diversified service means you can continue to create income during other downtimes. And that's really, really important. We've learned through the pandemic, right? It's always good and it's always healthy for your business to have different streams coming in, not just the one stream all the time. So some other ideas are you can include other services, such as conducting strategic planning, conducting a nonprofit wellness audit, doing grant research. So finding like, I'll find 10 grants, you know, and I won't even do the grant writing, but I'll find 10 good fit grants for you and it costs this much. This is one of my packages. Or maybe you could run a fundraising event if you also love doing that. Um, You can create online courses. You can help nonprofits get set up as a charitable organizations and so, so much more. So whatever you are passionate about, and you can really also tie in other things. And the other thing is, is maybe not like the most passionate things I hear about, right? But it could also be whenever you get the same question three times or three different people come to you asking you for a service that you're not currently providing, it's time for you to think about creating that service or as another stream of income, becoming an affiliate for somebody who does that that same service that you don't wanna do. So maybe you get a referral fee every time you send somebody their way, that sort of thing. So there are definitely ways to think about creating different types of, of revenue for your business and it is very important for your business plan. So in week eight of the eight week freelance grant writer academy, you're going to get a list of tactics on how to diversify your services and you're gonna learn how to repurpose your grant writing services. All in all, becoming a freelance grant writer is amazing, but getting set up properly is imperative to earning sustainable revenue without getting burned out. This also helps with overcoming imposter syndrome because you will boost your confidence when you have all of these eight things in place. And I'm just gonna repeat them one time for you. Number one, get your business formally set up. Number two, identify your ideal client and service. Number three, create branding for your freelance grant writing business. Number four, create a working schedule. Number five, develop a pricing model. Number six, communicate effectively. Number seven, create a marketing plan. And number eight, be sure to include steps on how to diversify your revenue. So once again, if you wanna um, read the entire article, jump over to grantwritingoffunding.com forward slash 236. And if you wanna grab one of the remaining seats that are open, 
this cohort is only 10 people. That's it. I'm keeping this one extremely small. I've had it open to 20 before and I really want to have more one-on-one -on -one time with you guys. So I'm making this 10 seats only. Um, we already have a seat gone. So you'll definitely want to join the eight week freelance grant writer Academy. It's going to be live starting September 20th. We meet twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's going to be amazing and you will be done before the holidays even start. You can have your freelance grant writing business set up doing all of the things that we talked about today and getting all of those resources and templates and getting feedback. Another bonus for this, you get the grant writing master course, which is a full course on how to write grants. You'll have that in your back pocket. That's an on-demand course and you get a customized 2023 funding plan for your business. Um, I will actually meet with you and go over your plan for 2023. It is going to be amazing. So you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to bring in revenue. This is how I'm going to do it. We're going to get down to the nuts and bolts. So you already have that set up for 2023, which that service alone is $1,500. Um, so this is a bonus included in the eight week freelance grant writer Academy. You are definitely want to get it, get this one. Cause I don't know if I'm going to include that bonus in the future. That's a good one. All right, guys. So if you want more information about this, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com Academy dash 2022. So Academy Academy-2022. Um, you, and you'll also get links on our show notes today as well, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 236. All right, so I hope to see you guys in a live freelance grant writer academy on starting up September 20th. And let me know if you have any questions on freelance grant writing. Go ahead and send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. All right, guys, I will see you next week as we go over the pros and cons. Uh, there's a lot more pros. <laughs> of hiring a freelance grant writer. So that's for you nonprofits who might be, oh, I need to hire a grant writer internally or a freelance grant writer. Let's check out those pros and cons. And of course, if you want to join our Hub Haven, which is our free weekly newsletter, you will definitely want to jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com so you can get a bunch of resources. We actually have some stuff in there for freelancers, how to write grants, nonprofits, etc. So much good. So you actually get this really cool platform to delve into a bunch of free resources and you get a newsletter every single week. All right, guys. So I'll see you next week. Have a good one.